Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysu. The unique blend of hunting, conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle delivered in an entertaining, informative fashion that only a veteran outdoorsman can do. DSC Campfires is brought to you by DSC, Conservation, Education, and Hunter Advocacy. Hornady, Accurate, Deadly, Dependable. Trigicon, Brilliant Aiming Solutions. Ruger, Rugged, Reliable Firearms. Burnham Brothers Game Calls, Callingest Calls Made, Double Nickel Taxidermy, Where Hunting Memories Are Preserved, Taurus, Maker of the Raging Hunter and Other Fine Handguns. Now here's your host, Larry Weissick. Welcome to the DSC Campfire, and this evening we're sitting around, almost campfire, campfires outside. We'll be out there just a little bit later, and I'm here with Miss Nikki and Kevin McPherson from Florida. I happen to be in a camp with uh, Joe Reed of uh, Nomad Hunts on a ranch just north of Ozona, and one of the most fantastic things that's happened in a long time is I get to share camp with you two, with Miss <laughs> Nikki and, and, and Kevin. Now, before we get into this, really, Miss Nikki, you were talking about sitting somewhere in a deer stand and your Apple watch started telling you what? <laughs> well, it was my first hunt of the season. It was during archery and I had about seven does come in, which is fairly unusual for where I normally hunt. Right. And about 10 minutes in, my Apple watch started alerting me that some I may have a medical issue <laughs> because I had been inactive for 10 minutes and my heart rate seemed to be very high. <laughs> and the unfortunate thing is I didn't even get a shot on any of these deer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's something kind of special, really, when you think about it. I mean, mm-hmm. Kevin, you two have been together now how long? Uh, about eight years now. Been married yeah. for two and a half. About eight years. Been married for so, and you love hunting together. Obviously, I mean, yeah. to me, one of the fun things about here is spending time with you guys. Honestly, this has been the highlight of the trip as far as I'm concerned. It will be for a long, long time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick on her just for a little bit. What what got you into hunting, Miss Nikki? Um, I've always had an interest in it, but I never got a chance to do it until I started dating Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we started dating, he, you know, he grew up in it and then started taking me around and I just fell in love with it. What particularly do you like about it? Um, I really enjoy nature. Um, I enjoy learning about these animals and just 
being outside. There is something special about it. Where'd you find this young lady? Because I'm impressed with her, I'll tell you. In yeah, high school. In high, in high school, really? Is yeah. that where it started? Yep, we in met. High, high school, and she uh, moved away for a few years, and then... Uh, we met freshman year, and I friend-zoned him for about yeah. four or five years. And then when she, I had moved back down to Florida... Um, she friend-zoned me for a few more I months. Friend, friend-zoned him again, and we just stayed friendly, and... When um, I knew that he had liked me, so I never would hang out with him alone. And I'd always made sure that there was other people around. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> so, Being a father of two daughters, I really appreciate that. <laughs> and then um, there was one day we decided to hang out and all of our friends were busy and I made the first move. And then we have been together ever since. Ever since. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, sir. Kevin, tell, tell me a little bit about your background because I find it very interesting. We've talked a little bit off, off, you know, throughout this hunt. You started out hunting at an early age, didn't you? Yeah, but my dad's been a part of a lease in Georgia for my whole life pretty much. And I started when I was about five and helping out with food plots and stuff like that. And then when I got a little bit older, I started sitting in the stand. And then I think I got my first year in fourth or fifth grade. Oh, my so gracious. So we've been, we've been hunting the same property with the same people pretty much my whole life that's, that's really kind of cool because i mean we lease a lot of properties in texas and you have that kind of relationship a lot of time with the landowner where you're there for a long long time yeah but you started off at five. tell me about your first deer hunt then i will come back <laughs> this young lady like so very many that i've met over the years and it's, i should say many i wish <laughs> who can out shoot and out hunt any man that ever walked the face of the earth. I didn't tell you that. I'll, I'm telling you. I used to do a, a seminar, the title of which was Never Take a Woman Hunting. <laughs> and it was absolutely so much fun to see these women and the ladies come in and go, you know, this matter and all, like, almost like a wet hand kind of thing. Like, what are you doing, Sam? You know, and my deal was, is don't, if you've got an ego and you're a guy, don't ever take a woman hunt because she's going to out hunt you and out cheat you kind of thing. Because I make them look bad. Yeah, I, I spent and, and all this time. And you're realizing that, aren't you? And yeah, I spent all this time teaching her and she's shot a bigger buck than me. And then I, I got one bigger for about two days and then she got another one out. Well, the sign of a good teacher is to have a people who does better than what you do. <laughs> let's, let's get back to that first deer. Tell me a little bit about that one. Uh, it's on a property that uh, we actually used to lease. And then uh, later on, my dad actually bought it. And we, and we still have it today. Mm-hmm. Um, just had a doe come out and uh, uh, had, a, had a, a yearling with it. And I remember saying, my dad, all right, if we, we take this doe, is it okay if we take this doe? It's got the other one with it. And we had this whole conversation about right, this. And right. By the time the deer is about to leave, I, I shot it and it dropped right where it was. Um, and you know, ever since, it's just it's been just an absolute obsession. What did you shoot the first one with? My uh, six point five by fifty five Swedish uh, Kimber, and it's a rifle that uh, my dad bought for me. That we bought it off of a friend of ours that. He had it for many years, too, so it's a pretty special gun. That is very special, and that's also a very special caliber as far as mine. That's one of my yep. favorite, all-time favorites. It really is. And that, that was the, my first deer I've ever killed, and uh, the one I killed a couple deers a, a couple days ago, same same gun. <laughs> the same gun. Same even, gun. <laughs> even better. Well, you know, when you got something that works, and it's really a good thing. And it kind of comes like an old friend. Doesn't right. It? I keep buying other rifles, and it just doesn't feel right, and I end up going right back to that one. So. <laughs> Well, tell me about your first deer. So my first deer, Kevin actually took me hunting. Um, We're sitting in the stand together, 
and I'm hunting a tripod, which is a single man stand. Um, this is after so, several unsuccessful hunts. Yeah. Yes. I knew where there was a bunch of deer. We checked the camera, but yes. it was a one person stand. So, so that afternoon I threw up this little jump seat next to the tripod. So it's in like um, a tree next to mine. So it's probably what, like six, seven, enough, eight feet Enough away. that we could kind of communicate. Right, right. And we had a few does come out. But where he could sit, he could see them. Um, but I had, like, kind of bushes and a tree blocking my view. So he's, like, starting to get all panicky. Like, why aren't you like, shooting shoot, them? Shoot, shoot, So he's being loud, and I'm, like, getting mad at him because he's, like, ruining my hunt. And he's like, shoot the deer, shoot the deer, shoot the deer. And I'm just like, will you shut up? And finally, this doe comes out to where I could barely, like, just see her head. And I'm like, okay, this doe's out. Um, I could only see the one. And she made it to where, you know, right when I had the shot, I took it. And while I'm watching this huge nanny doe with a couple medium does and a bunch of little babies. Yeah. And I'm watching this big, giant nanny doe, and I hear a shot, and that one stands there and looks around. I see another one jump sideways into the woods. So meanwhile, I could only see the one deer. Meanwhile, he has a pile of deer that he could see. Now I'm sweating it that there's going to be a dead button buck, and it's going to be a whole conversation. (laughs) Um, But when we got down, we walked up to it. It wasn't the nanny doe, but it it also wasn't. Nice 100-pound doe. Yeah, it wasn't one of the fawns, so that's good. Right, yeah. That that's my first deer. I'll tell you very quickly. I was sitting way up in an oak tree. I was shooting a single shot, twelve gauge gun, shotgun. <laughs> Had a buckshot stuck in my mouth and one in the gun. The world record whitetail deer walks underneath the tree, and I remember I have a gun in my hand, and I was shooting the old shotgun. I had just a notch in the back and a bead on the front. <laughs> kind of point in the direction pull the trigger the deer goes down i am up totally ecstatic and about the time that deer starts running off the world record white-tailed deer is, is running off kind of thing and in those old guns when you open the action if you pull too much on the forehand it disengages the barrel so when i try shot to try to reload to get a second shot i pull the t- forehand a little bit toward barrel disengaged it's Thump sticks down in the mud about 30 feet down. <laughs> Deer's running off. You know, world record deer. And for a few moments, I thought serious about jumping out of the tree and trying to retrieve it. Finally got down there, got, grabbed the old gun, took the buckshot I had in my mouth, put it in the barrel after I blew the mud out of the barrel. And I'm running across where this deer was, you know, or where I thought he'd gone. And I fall right over this world record white-tailed deer. And when I turn around and look at it, he's got the most beautiful little five-inch spike on one side, three-inch spike on the other side kind of thing. So. But it's, you, you never forget those yeah. moments. You, you know, you start thinking about it, and you recall every thought, you know, mm-hmm. what the wind was doing, all those kind of things. So hunting is really important when you get yeah. right down to it. You shot a really big deer, Miss Vicky, not very long ago, mm-hmm. for particularly in the area that you're that you guys hunt and live in. Tell me about that deer. So that deer, um, we had a couple had a couple pictures of it on camera. Um, we moved a stand um, pretty much alongside of a creek. Um, it was just a leaner. Um, we put a stand up, a camera up, and we got a couple pictures of this deer. And the weekend before, I had to listen to her complain about how we're going to have to move all this stand and do all this work. And 
cut all cut all this stuff yes. and, and it's going to ruin the whole day we got to you know we could hot. be taking a nap and all this other stuff but we got to go drag so, this deer stand and do, do all this work for no reason so where we hunt at it's about eight hours away from where we live oh so, so it's not like you're just down the street right there. so normally during deer season we get off work at five o'clock on friday we drive up to deer camp eight hours later we get there about two o'clock in the morning and then we get up at five to hunt so we run on like just a couple hours of sleep yes you do (laughs) and then um at that point it was archery season so we were hunting um and then we decided i had a feeling that we should move this stand yeah and where we had it before was on a dead tree in a clear cut we had been putting off doing it so finally we decided to move it the weekend before yeah um what would be the opening of rifle Mm-hmm. So that was over the weekend. That was like on a Saturday. Um, it had to have been a Saturday that we moved that stand. That was muzzleloader um, the weekend before muzzleloader. Yes. And then muzzleloader season had was starting then. Um, and then we were planning on coming up for opening weekend of our rifle the following weekend, which started on Saturday. But we were going to take off Thursday, Friday for work to right. come up and muzzleloader hunt. Um, so we decided last minute to come up, it was Thursday morning or Wednesday night? It was Wednesday night. So again, we got there at like three o'clock in the morning, had two hours of sleep. And then about 20 minutes into opening light, um, this deer come out and I shot him. He was like 10 yards in front of me. And then perfect stand play. Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> um, it was really cool. It was only my second deer I've ever shot with my muzzle loader. It's the first year hunting with one. It was my first year hunting with one. Um, second deer with it. My first big buck I've ever shot. Um, so something really, really special to me. <clears throat> Absolutely beautiful deer. So I can't that, remember what it scored, but I remember it being just a very massive, huge looking, beautiful. Yeah. Eight point, right? Yeah. And my my biggest buck to that time was about 109 inches. Which and what us, did this one score? This one was 136. <laughs> yeah. So we knew there was a big deer in there. I had right. no idea that that deer was quite was that quite that big. big. Yeah. So that was that was, that was and, pretty um, incredible. It was fun because where we're hunting, we don't have cell service at all. Um, and we're hunting a clear cut. We usually hunt close to each other so we can kind of communicate so, in. Right. This river right behind where she's hunting has about a 30 or 40 foot, pretty much a straight drop down to a river. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I told her, if you happen to get a, a big deer, yeah. you, you literally yell out creek three times yeah. so i know that a deer has run into the creek and i need to get over there oh my goodness. thinking that she's going to shoot some big deer and it's going to get stuck yeah. in the river oh, yeah. and flow oh, away goodness. oh good grief we so. didn't want something to flow away or lose a blood trail or anything so when i shot this deer um i pretty much i heard him come out he was really really close to me um by the time i actually saw him because it was foggy it was still you know it was still pretty dark out right um and by the time he actually come up he was probably only 15 yards to the right of me and i my plan was to wait for him to completely pass because i didn't want to spook him because he was so close i didn't have burlap on my stand or anything um and he walked up and stopped directly in front of me, broadside. You saw him pick um, that nose 10 up. 10 yards. And I heard him, I, or I saw him lift his nose up. And I'm like, he smells me or yeah, he smells something. Going something. On here. So I clicked um, the safety on my muzzleloader. And then he, like, just brought his head up and just kind of looked around. I'm like, this is my only chance. <laughs> Absolutely. My goodness. The moment of truth. Yes. <laughs> and um, I took my chance. I took my shot. 
and with the smoke, I couldn't really see where he went. And then yeah. one of the pitfalls. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that shot go off. I can see the smoke from where I'm sitting. You can see the smoke, yeah. and then all of a sudden, here, because I couldn't really hear well either. It pretty much made me deaf for a while. So <laughs> you did work your hell out. Yeah, you so I'm like, I, I saw him briefly like run by, and I'm like, the steer is going to be gone. Like I had no idea how big he was. I saw how big his body was, and by the time I couldn't even process how big, you know, I barely Sorry. even had a chance to look at his antlers. I just knew he was huge, and um. I couldn't hear, obviously, if he fell or if he went into the creek or anything. <laughs> the muzzle loader is a little louder than our, than, than our oh, rifle yeah. is. Yeah, yes. and I've had where I've hunted before, and we spook up an animal, and then I didn't want that to happen, so I just kind of faintly yelled creek, and then I'm like... He's not going to hear me. He's not going to hear me. Like, I can't call him. So I wait a second, and then I yell creek. I'm like, he's not going to hear me. I need to get this deer. So I yell creek as loud as I can right. three times. So I figured then, something exciting was going on yeah, over there. Was her voice a little bit higher? Uh, yeah. So I, I, I ran over there, and I... I as he was uh, running over, we had gotten service, and he called me. And this was in, like, within 30 seconds of me shooting. And I hear him, and he's like... Like, out of breath, he's yes. like, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> and, um, so I get there and go, all right, where do you think he hit him? She's, I don't know, there's a big flash of fire and smoke. <laughs> I said, well, did you hear a splash? And she said, no. So we, we walked to the edge of the creek, and as soon as I got to the edge of the creek, I could smell that old rutting buck smell. Oh, yeah. And uh, yes. it didn't take long. He's, he dropped about a foot away from the water. He so was right on we the edge. We were very fortunate really? that, that deer oh, my gracious. Yeah. Didn't, didn't jump into that well, river. Well, I noticed so. in the photograph there's water in the <laughs> yes. background. So yeah. I guess that, oh, my goodness. And that, that happened by dumb luck and gave us some great pictures, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the photo's <laughs> fantastic, but it's yeah. fantastic it deer, too. And particularly background. when you think about <laughs> for that where that deer was taken. Yeah. Right. It should, it should be like number 12 in the county yeah. or something like oh that. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to try to uh, take it to be professionally scored right. yeah. and get it in the books. Well, he was absolutely What was interesting, though, was um, getting it up the the like little cliff that it was on because <laughs> our rope we decided we weren't going to bring a rope because it's kind of like you know, bringing a on a boat like, you, you bring yeah, you bring yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah. ice and a cooler and, and you, you, you won't end up getting a deer so, we, so i we said no we're not going to buy the rope because if we buy a rope we aren't going to see nothing <laughs> so sure enough now now we have a deer that's 40 foot down i've got 20 foot of rope and mm-hmm. uh, it was all nikki and i could do to drag this deer you know up this muddy bank it that took about 45 minutes but we got it to where we could hook it to a four-wheeler and get it the rest of the oh way. Oh, my goodness. That was its own marriage test because this cliff, <laughs> this cliff was wet and slippery. We and just, pull it up six inches and it'd slide down four. And yeah. And so it was just, it was and hard. And deer ended up weighing about, I think it was two, 201 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it looked like a 200-pound deer in the photograph. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Golly. So, and the funny, funny thing was that this Texas trip we're on now, as I told her last season, I said, if you don't get a deer... We'll go to Texas and we'll call jokes. We've hunted with them before well, for a big exotics. Buck. So if you don't get a big buck, because um, she hadn't shot one yet, right? I said we'll, we'll do a, a we'll do a Texas trip and we'll go get a big deer. And sure enough, the very beginning of that same season, she goes and shoots an absolute giant. 
months. Right after we send in our deposit. Right, like a week <laughs> after we send in our deposit. So I've been hunting for five or six years, and I pass up a lot of little bucks, but I've never actually even seen a mature buck um, out in the field or hunting. Right. So, you know, I'm, I was starting to get, like, discouraged and, you know, sad. We put in all this time, effort, and energy and money, and, you it know. It wasn't working out for us. And it. here I am, like, still only being able to see little bucks and does. Meanwhile, I'd shoot <laughs> a buck every change. year. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, he shoots year. a nice buck every year, but... I never had the the opportunity right. and finally, you know, I'm able to shoot this deer that, you know, is just incredible and way bigger than his. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you say? And, and way what what did you say? Way bigger. <laughs> As we're we're scoring it and she's adding the numbers up. I'm giving her the measurements, and I could just see this smile on her face. You just get and I said, every time you I said, how, number. I said, how big is it now? She's, no, 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 just give me the last couple numbers. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> you don't need to know. <laughs> well, y'all obviously hunted with Joe in the past, with Joe Reed with Nomad Hunts for mm-hmm. exotic. She mentioned that. Let's let's go move on to this particular trip. Uh, you shot a deer first, Kevin, right? Yes, sir. This is got to be one of the most incredible places I've ever been as, as far as whitetail hunting. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the first sit of the evening, um, we had the feeder go off and uh, it ended up with about a dozen does in a few minutes, which is something I'm not, I'm not used to seeing. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And then uh, we're hunting in a big, in a, up in, I'm up in the tower stand with a huge opening, like a big field in front of us. And I'm watching deer trickle in from all over the place, and then I'm starting to see some some bucks that we we trip over ourselves to shoot at our at our lease. And uh, I think yeah, I think I had three or four little eight points and six points, and they're they're fighting and uh, you know watching them rub horns and stuff, which is I've never seen that before in person. And uh, watching a deer scrape, and then uh, out in front of me, probably 400 yards away, I can see what I can tell is a, is just an absolute giant deer. And uh, just the whole demeanor, the the way he looked coming through the woods. Yes, sir. And I pull up my binoculars. I just, oh, oh my God, look at this. It's, 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 it's happening. <laughs> and uh, Joe had showed me a, a picture. He said, if you see this, this deer, it's a 12-point. He said, if you see this deer, shoot it. He said, yes, we've had two hunters that have seen it. And one of the guys got himself so worked up that he couldn't he couldn't get the gun up to shoot it and had to put the gun down to settle himself down, and it, and it left. <laughs> So, so I, I'm watching this deer, and, and uh, I, finally I'm able to identify him. He has a couple kickers. So I said, all right. <laughs> and I was nervous about shooting a deer the first night because I'm not used to seeing deer like this. Right, so right. I'm worried about shooting a small one. So uh, I, I know this is the deer for sure. So I take a shot at it, and perfect 100, 150-yard broadside shot. And shoot and clean miss the deer. All the deer scatter across the field. I watch this deer. Oh, no. This deer jump, runs runs about twenty yards, and he's cornering away from me hard. And he stops. He's the only deer out of the whole group. Stops looking around back and forth. So I rack the gun again and shoot and hit him in the like I don't know somewhere in the back ham kind of and kind of went in and somehow ended up in the right spot and the deer the deer dropped it, it did i, I looked to see you, you, you shot him perfectly went from the angle that you did yeah, it was, it was a hard angle yeah and uh you know so i immediately 
ran out of the stand across the field to go check the steer out. And, and, and I'm texting Joe, and Joe was uh, in the stand with Nikki, and I'm texting that, you know, there's 12 points here, and blah, blah, blah. And probably about a minute later, they get a picture of me laying down next to it. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm, he's telling me, you know, this deer had come out, and then me and Joe are talking, like, why hasn't he shot it yet? And I'm yeah. seeing the little bubbles that he's, you know, texting me back, and I'm like, I didn't hear a shot or anything. No. Like, what is he saying? Like, why is he shooting? <laughs> the next thing she gets is the a picture. The next thing I get is the picture. I'm like, oh, dang. Like, I didn't even hear him shoot. I, and I, I, I've killed many, many deer, and I've, I've never had a deer rattle me like that before. And for, for me to miss a, a shot like that is, is not something that's yeah, ever happened to me before. So now, so you know, so, so that deer scored, he was 138 inches. Deal. So now I, I've beaten Nikki by two inches. <laughs> Absolutely. So now you are the leader in the clubhouse. So, so I told and the I, home and everything else. I, I got right? to say for about a day that, you know. Yeah, well, let's, let's, I want to hear another story. <laughs> Tell me about the deer that you took, because it sounds to me like, well, I know the end, the end results, so but let's hear about it. So the next night, Kevin and I were hunting together in the blind, and it was my turn to shoot the deer. Um, and, you know, Joe had mentioned there was going to be a chocolate horn nine point that was going to come out. Right. Um, so we we're kind of looking for that one, um, kind of see if it was, you know, big enough. Um, yeah, you said did, take a look at it and, you right. know, see what you think. Take a look at it um, and let him know. <laughs> And when the deer come out, we took a couple pictures, sent it to him, and he's like, no, I don't think that was the deer that, you know, I was talking about. And, and like, before like, that, before that, I told I'm, Nikki, I said, I don't, just, I don't think that that deer is big enough. And she had this little pouty face on yeah. and got all mad at me because I told her not to shoot it. Yeah. And she's, yeah. she's whispering, well, what if this is my only opportunity? And we yeah, let I'm this like, what deer this walk. This is the biggest one that I'm going to see. So I'm like upset that he told me no. So right. I'm just like watching this deer in my binoculars, just kind of sad that I, you know, can't, I just have to watch him. I can't shoot him. And as I'm watching him, this much bigger deer starts walking out directly behind him so I can see the this deer is double the size and width as this deer. And I look at Kevin, I'm like, there is a much bigger deer coming. And he grabs my binoculars and he's like, you need to shoot that. You need to shoot that right now. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe tells us, he said, there's a 10 point that's going to come in and he's got kind of short tines and he's, he looks big, but he's a young deer. You know, don't shoot this deer. So I pull out my binoculars and I look at this deer. <laughs> we got to, we got to shoot this deer. This is the, he looks like an old deer. So we need to shoot this one. I, I don't think that's what he's talking about. We had the chocolate nine point out, and we had a couple other deer that were just eating at the feeder. Um, and then when this much bigger deer come out, he was very spooky. Like any little noise, um, he just like kept looking up. Like he was just right. very spooky. I was worried. Like a like, mature deer. Yes. Day. Right. And I put my gun up and clicked my safety. And again, he was like just very spooky, just looked directly at us and just kind of like was looking. So I was worried like that was my chance and I had to take it. And meanwhile, I'm getting very excited. I'm having to calm myself down. And then was your Kevin, watch going off this time? <laughs> and um, I could hear Kevin's breathing. Like he's still, you know, pretty close to me, but I can hear his breathing completely change. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, here's your chance. All right, shoot. So he's shoot. like, okay, shoot that deer, shoot that deer. And he's plugging his ears and he's like, shoot the deer, shoot the deer. And I'm just like having to calm myself down. Now I'm like feeding off of his energy. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, Absolutely. it's making me even more worked up. And then I like have this fear that this deer is going to run away when I had clicked my safety. Um, so when I shot, I made, um, I don't even remember him being, um, he was quartering to us, quartering. 
But and in the moment, we had no idea he was quartering to us. Right. Yeah. So I shot, um, and he went in um, kind of behind, I don't know what that's called there. He, he went in, the in crease. right behind the front shoulder. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. but it came, it came, it came out, out the through gun. the guts. Yeah, it came out for so the front back, so, right? I remember looking at the shot. Yeah. Did, yes. and, and the deer kind of just looked like he wasn't hit. And I said, right. I think he missed. He's like, you missed. And then I said, wait, 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 wait. And he put his tail down and he walked away kind of slow, like a gut shot deer will do. And all I can see is this giant deer just running away. And I'm like, this is the worst day of my life. I'm I'm in the binoculars and this is, this is, I I, I said, you know, I think you gut shot it. So this is about four seconds later. I look over, she's got tears running down her face. It looks like she's sick to her stomach. I was very, I, I was wearing overalls. I had a big jacket on. I immediately was sick to my stomach. I had oh, to no. like take my clothes <laughs> yeah. off. So, I was so hot. I so, felt like I was going to throw up. So I text Joe. I said, Nikki just shot a monster. It's a bit, I, I'm worried about the shot a little bit. So he tells me, he calls, he calls me and he goes, yeah, that sounds like a gut shot deer. He goes, don't get out of the stand. I'll, I'm going to come over there. So we wait until Joe gets there, um, and when Joe got, gets there... We don't see any blood. We get down to where I shot. There wasn't, like, a speck of blood, and I'm just like, how could I miss, like, an right. entire deer? Like, that's a big target. I watched it happen live the day before. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, a deer is a big target. Like, how can I clean miss but that? But Joe, Joe could see where the deer had kind of dug in its feet. Yes. And like uh, the running. way it had run away, there was right. a sign of, it, of oh, so yeah. we, a wounded deer. There's no blood. So we just start kind of walking where we had seen last seen it basically right. run. And Joe's, and like, Joe's like, oh, I think I see it. So we walk up to where Joe's, you know, like he's like, oh, no, it's just, you know, a stump a or whatever or it was. <laughs> and then I look to the left of me like five yards. I'm like, oh, wait, he's right there. <laughs> and he's just laying there. I'm like, thank the Lord. <laughs> and, and, and in the beginning of the conversation before tracking the deer, we're describing the deer to Joe, and he's like, man, there was a younger deer in there that kind of looked like that. Yeah. And, and that now we're all nervous that we, we shot the, oh, you know, the wrong thing or something. One, yeah. um, but it ended up not being, um, you know, the one that he thought it was or the one that he had on camera. Um, so as you're walking up to, this is a wide deer. Yeah. How wide did he look as you were walking, getting closer to him? Biggest deer I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I almost looked like he shot a mule deer. Or yeah. yeah. Or like a moose. <laughs> and so once again, Nikki now holds the, the household record. So you had the record for two days? Is that what it was? About a day and a half. A, oh, a okay, just a day and a half. <laughs> so, Do you remember how wide that deer was? It was 21 and a half inches wide. Inside. Inside. Yes, that's inside. Then outside, he was what, almost... 24, right? Or, I think so. Yeah, it seems like he might have been 24 a little bit kind of thing. Yeah, I Absolutely think, gorgeous deer. Yeah. yeah and I beautiful. aged him, and, and he's at least six, if not seven and a half or older. So, I mean, yeah. he was an old, mature deer. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Both your deer were, have their own beauty in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look both, uh, And they're they totally different. different. And yeah. yours was a grayer. Yours was a, a different color. His I mean, was more darker, black yeah. around the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine mine's more a little taller. Hers is real, real, real wide. Right. Mine was wide and perfect and, and perfect. I like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and of course, had to score a couple points a little higher than yeah. mine. Mine was 145 inches. <laughs> <laughs> so that is now your biggest deer, your widest deer, both. Yes. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's fantastic. That is, that, hunting. What, do you enjoy hunting together? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now. 
she we enjoy hunting together, but Just she doesn't enjoy me stand. sitting in the same stand. With her. Right. Because she says I'm real noisy and scare all He's the deer. Loud. Is he noisy? He's loud and noisy, and he scares all the deer. <laughs> and then if I make even the slightest noise, he's like, Nikki, shh. And I'm like, no, you shush. So we, we enjoy hunting together, and but we'll direct spot. each other to yeah. our own stands. Yes. So there's, there's no excuses. I enjoy my time in nature alone. <laughs> there is something to be said about that. Yeah. I can appreciate that as well, because I deal with cameramen all the time. Every once in a great long while, I get to go out and hunt without a cameraman. Yeah. It's so much fun when that happens. Yeah. It's fun the other times. It's nice, because well, if too. I do something wrong, like I can't blame it on anybody. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm really glad that I got to be there for this year, though. Yeah, this is, that this nice. is something That's, special. It makes yeah. it more special for both of sure. you when you get right down to it. And I've been hunting my whole life, and I've wanted to do a trip like this for a long time, and I'm glad that we finally were able to do it. So. Yeah. Well, Joe, through his nomad hunts, is, is this fa- fantastic yeah, he's outfitter great. guide. Miss Deb, who does his wife, who does mm-hmm. cooking. You'll gain weight while you're here, no matter yeah. how you walk or what you do. I think I've gained five pounds just in the three days I've been yeah. here, kind of thing. And the facilities are great, and the animals are pretty good, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've seen 15 or 20 tier hunt. We hunted with them last year, and we had decided that every year we wanted to go on you know, a hunt together every year as our vacation. And last year we just enjoyed it and had so much fun you know, together and here in Texas right. with them that we just decided to do, you know, come back. We're thrilled. I, I'm thrilled to be in camp with y'all. I, I yeah. really am. This is, y'all have made this camp so very special. <laughs> that I can't even put it in words. It's been an absolute blast. A, yeah. a question to to the two of you, and you can answer it however you want to. Who wants to start first? You're in your twenties. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have to couples, or or maybe they're, maybe they're married, maybe they're not. Maybe it's boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever kind of th- relationship. What advice do you have t- for them? if they were to be interested in getting getting into hunting? So my advice is if you really like hunting, to get your significant other into it because then you get to hunt a whole lot more. Yeah. You know, because i got some of my friends that, you know, they're, oh, I can't, my, me and my girlfriend, we got to go do something else. I say, what do you mean? It's deer season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, you know, everything that I do, we do together. We, we do go together. four-wheeling, we hunt, we fish. Yeah. And if you make it, you accommodate your girlfriend to it and make it more comfortable for right. them, enjoyable for them, then they'll do it with you, and then you can do it a lot more often. <laughs> a lot of truth in that. Yeah. What advice do you have for anybody like that, Miss Nikki? Um, my advice is, you know, it's, we, it's something that we do together, and we love doing it together. Um, and I can't imagine being with somebody that we don't share this hobby with. Um, and I just... I just can't imagine, you know, having our own hobbies that we do separately. Um, we just love it so much and love sharing the time together. And if you have the interest in it, I think that you should just do it and get each other involved. And like he said, where you, you know, accommodate your girlfriend or wife, <laughs> make it funner and more interesting to her. And You know, if you're out there for, for a few hours and you're not catching fish. Maybe it's time to go home, you know? <laughs> Before we close us out, tell me about duck hunting. Duck hunting is not my favorite. <laughs> we, um, we 
had first started duck hunting together. Um, and in Florida, I don't know if there's just like not that many ducks or where we hunted. There's just um, not many ducks every time you've ever been with me. <laughs> so we would get up at two o'clock in the morning, oh, travel an hour, two hours away. Um, and we hunt a paddle boat on, on the area. <laughs> on standby hunts. So we get there, there's a chance that we may not even get to hunt. It's, it's and a the- permanent hunting system. Mm-hmm. And if not all the permanent hunters show up, you, they have like a lottery drawing. And if yeah. you get your number drawn, uh, you know, you get to hunt that morning. So you have to go through all this effort in a 50% chance that you won't even get to hunt. That you will not yeah. get to hunt. And in yeah. the chance that we would get picked, um, it's paddle only. So we'd be on this canoe. There's no launch area. So you have to walk through thick sawgrass <laughs> that, like, you can't even get through oh with gracious. this boat. Yes. And then on top of that, if you over paddle your boyfriend or husband, then you get yelled at. And then if you under paddle, <laughs> then you get yelled at. And then. And while we're dealing with that and arguing with each other, then his paddle breaks in half. So now, of course, that was my fault. <laughs> and then, and you know, that area has a lot of birds. It just seems like really unlucky that every time Nikki went, we never got it. Was like, and, they were there then. Right? And then the other area where we take we take the John boat with an engine. Every time we hunt it, we don't see any birds. Yeah, if we like, get one bird on that hunt, that's a, that's a good trip. Like, this is awful. You wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, do all this work, and then for the chance for you and maybe one or two other people to kind of fight over one or two birds that are going to come in. I'm like, this is not fun. This is not fun. So now I went from duck hunting every other weekend and now we don't duck hunt much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and now when I do go, she doesn't mind me going with my buddies. <laughs> well, I want to tell you how much I have truly enjoyed spending time with y'all in this Likewise. camp. Like I said earlier, y'all made this trip something very, very special Likewise. as far as I'm concerned. Thank you for allowing <laughs> me to be to be here in camp with y'all and experience what y'all have experienced while you're here. Because this is an absolutely fantastic place that you mentioned. Oh, it's been incredible. Yeah, they can yeah. learn more. They actually just kind of Google Nomad Hunts, N-O-M-A-D Hunts. Mm-hmm. And I think it's nomadhunts.com to uh, get to the website and they get all of Joe's contact information there yeah. and look at some of the things that he hunts besides because he does a lot of exotics yes. and a few other things as well too but some of the finest white-tailed deer hunting there's to be had anywhere in the yeah. world and, and happens here in Texas as well too so you don't have to yeah. worry about drawing licenses and all yeah. those other kind of things but again thank y'all so very thank much you. for allowing me to spend time with y'all and, and before we close this thing out I just need to remind everybody that the DSC's 40th anniversary convention is going to take place January 6th through 9th at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Center there in Dallas, Texas. We'd love to see you there. You can get your tickets online right now, and you can go to B-I-G-G-A-M-E dot O-R-G to learn all about DSC, about the convention, uh, including where you can uh, find hotels and everything else during the, that stay. So hope to see you there, Miss Nikki. Kevin, thank you again so very much for allowing me to be with y'all this evening. (laughs) Thanks for joining us around the campfire. To leave a comment or suggestion for an upcoming episode, go to Instagram at Larry Wysoon Outdoors. Please join me right here next week for another DSC's Campfires. DSC Campfires with Larry Wysoon has also been brought to you by the Texas Wildlife Association. Working for tomorrow's wildlife today. TRHP Outdoors, Kenetrek Boots for the trails less traveled, Voight, the finest in hunting gear, Pyramid Air for all things air gun, and Ripcord, Rescue Travel Protection. 
want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.